What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to episode 206, Standpoint is Key. Today we'll be talking about perspective. Y'all know we've talked about perspective before and we'll be talking about it again. It'll definitely be a reoccurring theme on this podcast because I feel like perspective is the key, one of the keys to unlocking our greatness, unlocking our peace, our joy, and, uh, you know, just learning how to love and respect ourselves the way that we should. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, stay tuned. We're going to get it popping. We're going to jump right in. If you're new to this podcast, what's up? Salutations, and thank you kindly for being here. I really do hope that you enjoy the show, and I hope that we're able to help you in some way, even if you're just entertained. (laughs) If you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cousin? What's going on, fam? What up, Cuddy? What's the word? I hope you're feeling good. I hope you had a great weekend, and I hope you're feeling all around blessed. Thank you so much for returning. In the first segment, we're going to talk about opinions can be poison. In the second segment, we're going to talk about measure the impact. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about Win-win perspective. As always, my intention for this podcast is to empower, it's to educate, and it is to remind you that you are valuable, that you are special, that you are worthy, and you are all of those things without doing anything, without having a job, without having a place to live, without having any money, just because you're here, just because you exist, just because your parents gave birth. So hopefully this episode, hopefully this podcast can be a continuation of that truth. Hopefully we can share something with you today that can be of use to you. Something that can hopefully help you unlock a piece of yourself or solve a problem you're having. So stay tuned. Chris Pine said, the only thing you sometimes have control over is perspective. You don't have control over your situation, but you have a choice about how you view it. Love this quote. I think as we all age, you know, if you have an opportunity to hopefully one way or another, 
you come to understand that your perspective shapes everything. It shapes everything you experience. It shapes what you learn, what you pay attention to. It shapes what angers you, what excites you. It shapes your dignity. It shapes everything about your reality as it happens in real time. And uh, one of the first things that, you know, we can really be affected by is, you know, the opinions of others when it comes to how we choose to live our life, what we choose to learn from things or situations, and just who it is we ultimately choose to become. A lot of times it can be very difficult to, you know, remodel, reimagine, you know, reinvent your perspective on life because, you know, when you're a child, the world, the adults around you, everything that you take in, everything that you learn, influences you in a way and you kind of you know get on autopilot so you know a lot of your perspective is shaped by how your parents think how your siblings think how the people around you think how your family thinks and you know as you get older you start getting around to discovering that you have to decide how you feel about things for yourself. You have, to, you have to decide, you know, what you want to get out of life for yourself and not what your parents will want or anybody else. And to do that, you have to start by overcoming all of the opinions that have been contributed to your perspective and making you who you are. You know, if you don't know, everyone is born with a voice in their head. You know what? Uh, RuPaul calls your inner saboteur, which I love. And this voice pretty much exists to point out all the negative. It, you know, exists to complain and disturb you. It pretty much wants to get in the way of making sure nothing goes the way you want it to. It pretty much wants to disturb any positive momentum that you can experience or create in your life. This voice is very naturally drawn to negativity and drawn to, you know, thinking the worst, is drawn to toxic stuff. So it's really just a matter of learning how to overcome that voice. It's not something that you would do or figure out in a day or a month. It's really a lifestyle. It's really something you would do over the course of your life. It took me a long time to realize that, you know, when people, you know, that people like to give advice so people love to share their opinions, especially if they're not positive or whatever like that, and oftentimes, as, you know, as people, regular people, we can become very defensive and offended and angry when people do that, which is very natural and very normal. But what if you started practicing putting yourself in a place of making people share, making, you know what I'm saying, making the situation of people sharing their opinions with you positive? It took time for me to understand that you know, the way people are with us is how they are with themselves. The way people talk to us, the opinions people share with us are, you know, the same opinions they probably share with themselves. Probably it's indicative of how they feel and think of themselves. So when people come into your life and share opinions, when people come into your life and try to taint your image or taint your perspective or your perception, you know, you have to start with considering the source. You have to uh, consider the source. And when you consider the source, you can uh, start to decipher that this person probably don't know that they matter. You know, for them to share such a nasty or rude or negative opinion, maybe there's someone that doesn't know they matter. Maybe there's someone who, does, you know, they don't like who they are right now at this point in life. You know, maybe there's someone who other people have 
you know, put lots of negativity into. So that's all they really have to share. Either way, they're doing the best that they can. But, you know, I'm trying to practice looking at opinions as tips at a restaurant. When you leave a tip for a waiter, you know, some people leave big tips. Some people leave small tips. And the small tips are just indicative of someone that's trying to do better, trying to be something more. And they just don't understand being a blessing to others is being a blessing to themselves. Jen Sincero said, Gratitude is one of the strongest and most transformative states of being. It shifts your perspective from lack to abundance and allows you to focus on the good in your life, which in turn pulls more goodness into your reality. Another point that I like to make very often, and again, it may sound silly, you know, it may not sound like something that's real, but it has helped me and it has helped countless others. And that is practicing the idea, the thought, the belief that life is always happening for you. Life is always setting you up to grow you, setting you up to grow something in you. Whether that's taking you through a few situations to teach you a valuable lesson that is going to be applicable in helping you become the person you want to be or a lesson that's going to be applicable in helping you accomplish a goal that you have. And they may may not always seem connected, but some of the most disparate pieces are very much so connected. You know, another important part about perspective is learning how to measure the impact of situations, learning how to measure the impact of what is going on with you. See, speaking of opinions, you know, I grew up hearing that God didn't favor the queers, God didn't favor the gays, and that, you know, all types of different things, uh, you know, since we weren't favored, since, you know, God doesn't like that kind of thing, all the different things, it it was very easy for me to grow up loathing and hating myself. And because I hated myself, I always thought that life hated me too. So I always thought that life always created bunches of situations to just make my life harder, just to punish me. Punish me for being born this way, being this strange odd creature. And, you know, thinking and feeling and believing that way so intensely for years made my life a hell of a lot harder because I was focused on thinking that life wanted to punish me. I was focused on thinking that life hated me, that God hated me, so, and I hated myself. And a lot of that energy created a lot of bad situations for me. When the truth is, all of those situations happened. They transpired to bring me closer to liking myself, choosing myself, loving myself, appreciating myself. You know, those situations brought me closer to realizing I'm stronger than I realize. Those situations brought me closer to realizing I have something to contribute. They brought about a fire in me. They brought about a passion in me. They brought about a purpose in me. You know, they gave me a confidence. They gave me a sensibility. You know, they highlighted my communication skills. They highlighted my desire to be there and help and assist people. They highlighted my dreams and my desires to 
to improve the world by making sure that people like me were seen, are seen, are valued, are remembered, are celebrated. Sometimes it could be so hard to really, you know, be this reflective and be this. Sometimes it can be hard to be contemplative in those moments when you're in the situation. But, you know, things that have helped me and, you know, things that continue to help me is journaling and writing down how I feel, bookmarking how I feel and, you know, practicing telling the story, you know, practicing telling the story the way I see it right now and then probably telling the story in a way that I want it to be. How do I want this story to affect me? How do I want this to make me feel? You know, what is my intention? What do I want to get out of this? You know, my intention for this is to be empowered, to walk away empowered, to walk away with more enthusiasm, with more courage and more bravery, with more understanding, more patience. Once I determine how I want to feel, then I can go about being creative with picking a story apart, picking a situation apart, and finding ways to align those feelings with how this situation may be helping me. You know, measuring the impact. You know, I've had so many situations, like I tell y'all about to the period of my life that I went through a while ago, where for maybe a year and a half, I lost about maybe six jobs you know what I'm saying? I was fired from six jobs. I didn't lose them. I was fired from six jobs within the scope of like maybe a year and a half, you know? And, you know, at that time, I was so angry and so mad. And I felt like I was being cheated. I was being kept from paying my bills and being kept from my stability, all the things. But when I got around to measuring the impact, you know, some time later, not in those immediate moments, I was able to see God was keeping me from those things. God was keeping me from those situations because those situations weren't giving me a chance to love myself and treat myself with respect. Those situations didn't respect me and I was comfortable being disrespected. I was comfortable settling for less. I learned that what we attract, we require for some goal or some mission in our story that we're here to accomplish. Alex Zanardi said, once you put everything in the right perspective, even bad times can be an opportunity to refresh your appetite, your desire. Feeding off this quote and the quote from last, uh, the last chat, the last section, you know, life is about gratitude and life is about, you know, connecting the dots, connecting the patterns and you know, again, creating this ultimate perspective that allows you to experience the universe's perfection, that allows you to experience the love of, you know, life, you know what I'm saying? The universe's love for you, the universe's desire for you to be all that you can, and the universe's desire for you to, you know, hit all of your goals and for you to be happy and have more than enough. And in order to you know, for that information, for those truths to become accessible to you, you know, life has to become a place where you're willing to choose the win-win perspective, you know, the win-win perception where there are victories all, all around, 
and you're putting me, you're putting yourself in a position to experience positivity on every level from yourself and putting yourself in the shoes of others, you know, understanding situations, not from just your point of view, but from somebody else's point of view and connecting everything to the larger picture. And again, understanding everything is working out for you. And when I say win-win, one win is in, you know, relation or coordination to your mindset, your peace of mind. And the other one is in your standing in life, your situation. So learning how to choose a win-win perspective is beneficial because it benefits who it benefits your mindset, how you think, how you feel, your thoughts, your actions. But it's going to also benefit the situation that you're in. You'll find the benefit the benefits in the situation you're in. And you'll be able to tie them to a value. You'll be able to tie them to an intention. You'll be able to tie them to an mission. You'll be able to tie the, tie them to something bigger than you. And you'll be able to make it a part of the flow. You'll be able to uh, swim or, you know, sail downstream with the current as opposed to going upstream against the current. A lot of us, we have bad situations that happen in our life. And we just think that for whatever reason, God or life is trying to punish us. And, you know, at the heart of that punishment, at the heart of those beliefs, it's because somewhere deep down inside, we don't think we're worthy. We don't think we're deserving. And because we don't think we're worthy or deserving, every time something bad, bad happens, we're on the gun, ready to, you know, confront the issue and make those beliefs bigger. You know, this is happening because it's and so you don't want to see me be great because of so and so and so and so and pretty much everything is about reenlivening and reinvigorating those negative beliefs as opposed to choosing and understanding that life wants you to win life wants you to be to play full out life wants you to have everything you want and some so what could hurt if you practice seeing life is working in your favor all the time Sometimes it's not going to feel real. Sometimes you just got to fake it. Sometimes it's a matter of just acting like the person you want to be like. You know, for a while, people used to tell me these kind of things. And it's like, that's bullcrap. Like, that's not real. Like, that's not real life. And this is because I wasn't ready to, to let go of our, my perspective. A lot of times we're scared of letting go of our perspective because if we let go of our perspective, we let go of our victim mentality. If we let go of our perspective, we let go of our grudges. If we let go of our perspective, we let go of our complaining. If we let go of our perspective, we let go of probably all the people that we have that perspective within our life. So maybe we're out on our own for a bit. If we let go of our perspective, something has to change. Letting go of our perspective creates an uncertainty we're not accustomed to, that we're not comfortable with. Putting myself in a place to, you know, believe and practice believing that life wants to see me happy, you know, allows me to maneuver and process and work through situations again, because right now I'm, I'm not really asking myself too much why this is happening as opposed to how can I fit this into my big pot of gumbo and make the food taste good as opposed to uh, this is holding me up. This is inconveniencing me. This is, you know what I'm saying, making me experience 
has changed that I don't want to deal with. How can I make this anecdote? How can I make this new thing a part of my story and still create an entertaining, uplifting, and empowering story? How can I keep the movie interesting? How can I keep the plot fresh? How can I keep it all creative? How can I make sure I continue to thrive without allowing the negativity to slow me down? Perspective. What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the air segment. Here in the air segment, y'all, we get down to the nitty gritty and we just keep it real. We have our heart to heart. And, you know, this is a moment of ownership. This is a moment of tough love. This is a moment of telling the truth because, you know, here at the uh, Medicine Cabinet, we try to practice telling the truth to ourselves as much as we can because if we don't tell the truth, you know, to ourselves, the truth really isn't, you know, really valuable anywhere else. If we don't tell the truth to ourselves, the truth becomes harder to find in our relationships with other people. So the truth has to start at home. It has to be the foundation for everything we do, especially if we intend to do it well or do well in life. So let's jump in. The first letter is E, embrace. Embrace that opinions can be poison or opinions can be gifts. You can, you know, choose to take the standpoint that people don't want to see you happy. People want to hate on you. People just want to see you down and out. People praying for your downfall. You know, people just have all of this animosity about you and you don't have no reason why because you did nothing to them. And the thing is, you have a lot of loopholes in that perspective. So why are you still holding on to it when it's not doing you any favors? You know, you feel like it's probably giving your ego a boost and, you know, maybe because you feel like they're haters and, you know, they're making it all about you and they're sweating you. That's not giving you fresh air to breathe and fresh air to thrive and grow and change the way you need to. So maybe it's a problem with how you're seeing the situation. What if you practice believing that, you know, you're probably experiencing these things or these issues with this person because they just don't know they matter. And because they don't know they matter, they don't know the first thing about, you know, showing you that you matter. They don't know the first thing about treating you with respect because they themselves don't know how to treat themselves with respect. Now, you don't have to sit around and tolerate or deal with any of that, of course, but you don't have to make what you get out of it ugly. You don't have to make what you're learning or what you're interpreting about the situation ugly or negative. You know, I've gotten into a place of realizing I don't have to take a side when it comes to any situation that, you know, that happens in my life. I can perfectly remain neutral, observe, adapt, and execute. Let's say that again. Observe, adapt, and execute. When you observe, you peep on what is. You've noticed it. You know, there is an awareness. I peeped that. I saw that. I saw that go down. Then you adapt. Now that you've seen what happens or what happened, what the situation, what the nature of the problem is, what the nature of the situation is, because you don't have to call it a problem. You can just call it an awareness. You can just call it a puzzle, whatever. You know, you don't have to make it negative. But now that you've observed, adapt. Now that you've adapted, what does adapting look like? Adapting means doing whatever Eddie has to do or Williams and whatever I have to do to make sure my peace is protected. 
you know, doing whatever I have to do to make sure this doesn't become a situation where I betray myself. You know, this become has, you know, doing whatever I need to do to make sure my self-respect and my self-control remains intact. Doing whatever I have to do to make sure that, you know, this situation or the ramifications of this situation doesn't make me ugly, doesn't make me pompous or egoic, egotistical, none of those things. That's what adapting means. And now that I know, you know what I'm saying, now that I've adapted and I know what I need to do, let's execute. Let's let's make a decision about what it is that needs to be done, who it is I need to become, how it is I need to respond, you know, and live in that decision. Don't go back, don't turn back, and operate accordingly. Moving on. The next letters are recognize. Recognize the, you know, amount of, you know what I'm saying, what the impact of a situation is going to be. You know, maybe you're in a situation where, you know, you see your relationship is coming to an end. Maybe you feel like you're, you're both growing apart. Maybe you're coming in a situation of feeling like this job that you're with, you know, was getting old or, you know, whatever like that. And as opposed to, you know, being scared of change, whatever like that, or being scared that someone's trying to take something from you, get about the business of practicing. How can this benefit me? You know, what kind of story can I tell myself? What kind of story can I make up to empower me with this moment, with this situation? You know, maybe God is ready for me to transition into something else. And in order for me to transition into something else, you know, my attention needs to just be on myself or my attention needs to be in a different line of work. You know, my attention just doesn't need to be divided between, you know, divided amongst things that don't fill my cup, divided amongst people that don't fill my cup or don't care the way life would intend for me to be cared for. Take the time to measure the impact, you know, this thing that you're scared of. A lot of us, we get bent out of shape about situations that never really happen or never really get off the ground, you know, situations that trigger our biggest fears and our deepest insecurities and stuff like that. And those things never really get around to happening. And now we've stressed ourselves out. You know, we've lost our weight. We've eaten emotionally and all the different things, you know what I'm saying, for nothing. But at the same time, every now and again, when you find yourself in those situations, go all the way there. If this situation happens, then what? If this situation happens, then you will be by yourself. You will be single. If this situation happens, you will be without a job. If you'll be without a job, what is life going to look like then? You know, is it, you know what I'm saying, is a fear of not having a job because you can't take care of yourself? What is the fear there? Take it all the way through and get to the bottom of what's scaring you. Get to the bottom of what's hurting you, what's making you feel stressed out and insecure and get all the way to the bottom of what it is. And once you get all the way to the bottom of what it is, then, you know, again, find a way to make that work for you. You know, again, it's probably hard, you know, when you're fearful and you're scared and you just don't know. But, you know, until you practice, until you try, life, you will be easy game for life to antagonize and stress out. Moving on. The last letter is A, accept. Accept that in order for you to, you know what I'm saying, maintain a healthy sense of mental health, for you to grow and thrive, for you to become more self confident for you to become more aware you are going to have to practice choosing a win-win perspective 
you know, practice, you know, adopting a win-win perspective, a perspective that suits your mindset, that sets you up to be a bigger person, you know, a more loving, trusting, courageous person, a more understanding person, you know, and, you know, a situation that will, you know, contribute to your course. It's not, you know, a way, finding a way to see the situation that it, whatever situation is bothering you, seeing that situation is not getting you off course, not keeping you from anything. If anything, it's going to help you get there quicker. If anything, it's going to help you be smarter when you get there. If anything, it's going to make you a better decision maker, a better stress handler, a better thinker, a deeper thinker, more critical thinker, but finding a way to use the situation to empower you, you know, to endow you for the moment that's to come. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept, excuse me. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to do uh, Standpoint is Key Part 2, so you don't want to miss that. We're going to do that tomorrow. Uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, please head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and a rating and let me know what you think about this episode and, you know, what you think about this content, what, you know, this uh, topic. That's what I meant, this topic, not this content. <laughs> but if you have ideas about the content, definitely feel free to share, especially if this is your first time. Again, I want to thank y'all for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential, your support, your care, your tuning in, your listening ears are more than appreciated. You know, it gives me something to look forward to. You know, I've been in a slump lately where, you know, uh, creating content and recording, I fall into little slumps. But the moment I turn on the microphone and I get the recording, it all comes to me and I'm, you know, submerged, immersed in uh, purpose and I'm ready to go. Anyway, before we get out of here, let's do our affirmations. All that is possible is possible for me. Again, all that is possible is possible for me. And the last one, I am strong, I am enough, I am wise and I am tough. I am strong, I am enough, I am wise and I am tough. Later. <laughs>